When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey, everyone. Hope you're having a good day so far today. So... Today's video is going to be about something very important regarding the Mandalorian, Beskar. Now, a lot of you don't know what it is, so I'm going to explain it and it's going to be very easy to understand. So what is it? Well, let's understand the history first. Since the planet Mandalore was conquered some 11,000 years before the Battle of Yavin by the grey-skinned simian species, the Tong, who were the forebears of the Mandalorian culture, the discovery of their world's unique indestructible ore, known as Beskar, fundamentally changed their society, contributing to their expansion within their own star sector and their standing with the rest of the galaxy. For Beskar was one of the toughest metals known to science, treasured for its incredible strength and durability. The iron was so rare that the only known source for it was Mandalore itself and its orbiting moon, Concordia. Because of how resistant Beskar was to damage, it could even withstand blows from a lightsaber. The Mandalorian iron was prized far more than durasteel or cortosis by the galaxy at large. The Mandalorians eventually weren't tied to any individual species like the Tong, but became composed of a diverse makeup of different alien beings united by their warrior's culture. The Mandalorian metalsmiths who guarded their secret techniques with their very lives amplified the natural strength of the iron during the forging process. Without sacrificing any of the Beskar ore's distinctive toughness, the metalsmiths were able to significantly reduce its heaviness by adding carbon molecules in their foundries, which created a molecular cage structure that allowed the Mandalorian metal to become much lighter than it naturally was, but also in comparison to any of the other contemporary metals out there. So, Beskar iron was not just one of the most unbreakable metals, but also one of the lightest in the galaxy. The Mandalorians had also realized that if they repeated folding Beskar, during the forging procedure that is, the iron would further enhance its already considerable strength. But Beskar wasn't the only metal they used. The metalsmiths would mix in other metals to create alloys that are capable of being shaped into numerous types of shapes. These alloys resulted in the varied colors of the finished Beskar during the smelting process. Soon enough, the reputation of the Mandalorian iron caused many armies throughout 
the galaxy to journey to obtain as much of the supplies as they could, and thus its galactic market value skyrocketed. So, some sought to try and bribe the Mandalorian metalsmiths for their secrets, but those ventures always led nowhere. The metalsmiths only passed their knowledge down through the generations to their own kin. Any enterprise that tried to replicate finished Beskar without the Mandalorian's secret knowledge always met with failure. Beskar could be rendered in various ways, not just for weapons and armor plating. Depending on the composition of the alloy, the iron could be utilized in such things as wire, micronized particles, foam, or even transparent film. In the course of time, the Beskar became the Mandalorian's main economic export, and they began to transform their moon, Concordia, into a mining base. The surface was completely scarred by mines and the satellite forests were nearly all destroyed by the various mining operations. But that didn't slow them down. As they fitted their weapons, armor, and starships with Beskar, sometimes the iron was used in more unorthodox ways, such as when Jedi Master Arka Jeth purchased a great deal of it to seal in the tomb of the ancient Sith Lord Frida Nad on Dune. To the astonishment of the Dark Jedi and the future Sith Lord Exar Kun, who later attempted to access the tomb, it took him repeated strikes with his lightsaber at its highest power setting to finally break through. And if you guys didn't know, lightsabers actually have a length setting and a power setting. The Mandalorians themselves viewed Beskar as the perfect material to craft their infamous armor with, recognizing the benefits it provided them in engagements against opponents with blasters and lightsabers. However, following a prominent event in the Warriors clan history called the Mandalorian Excision, which saw the rise of a new peaceful pacifist sect on Mandalorian society, the ore was used in the architectural makeup of many of their capital city on Sundari's majestic buildings and towers, as well as in the flatware used by passengers for dining. In the new Mandalorian's leader, Duchess Satine's personal yacht. Though pacifists, the new Mandalorians were still pragmatists, so the nearly indestructible iron was also utilized in the construction of the capital's prison cells. Their police force still made use of Beskar-forged Mandalorian manacles, as well as blast-proof Beskar shields. The mining operations on Concordia had ceased by this point, at least officially. They were, however, still in operation on Mandalore itself, where the Beskar was being mined underground. However, some of the pacifists would instead break down the traditional Mandalorian armor to repurpose the iron towards more non-aggressive usages. There was a Mandalorian splinter group called Death Watch, led by a warrior named Tor Vizsla, that did not share in the ideals of the new pacifist Mandalorians, and believed in a more violent and radical ideology that was closer in sync with their ancestors' mercenary past. So, he ran an unofficial and illegal mining operation on Concordia to make tools of war with the Beskar. When the Galactic Republic had collapsed and had been replaced by Emperor Palpatine's empire, the Imperials negotiated a deal with the Mandalorian chieftains of 800 million credits to acquire mining rights for Beskar and to establish a garrison on their home world. Companies were set up that refurbished old prison ships or constructed new ones with Beskar enhancements. Soon enough, more requests came in from manacles, holding cages, and security doors. Though initially this arrangement had been mutually beneficial for both Mandalore and the Empire, relations between them soon started to strain to the breaking point and the Empire conquered the Mandalorian's home. Following standard Imperial procedure, they enslaved the populace, strip-mined the planet of Beskar, and shipped a good deal of it off-world. Around this time, a dark side acolyte and apprentice of Darth Vader's, the Dark Lady of the Sith, Lumia, 
used some of the Mandalorian iron in the construction of her light whip. Though the Empire took a great deal of the Mandalorian armor, they had only mined the planet's shallow veins, while much later, when the Empire was no more and after a devastating attack by the extragalactic species, the Yuuzhan Vong, a new great source of the Beskar ore was discovered in much deeper grounds. This is what I believe will become the new canon, or at least a form of it will become the new canon for what is talked about in the show as the Great Purge. I believe the Empire did this exact same thing in the canon that they did in Legends, where they went into Mandalore and they basically just purged it, and they took all of the Beskar. This new discovery led to Mandalore once again rising to economic prosperity. Under their new leader, the Reign it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Mandalore Boba Fett. A new set of Beskar armor was forged for him to replace his old Durasteel plates. During this period, Jaina Solo, the daughter of Leia and Han, was training with the Mandalorians to learn new fighting techniques to aid her in fighting her brother, who had fallen to the dark side and become Darth Cadus, which I'm making a video on in its entirety, like his whole history. It's like a 20 minute video. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. He is who Kylo Ren is supposed to actually be, or is based off of slightly. Jaina was furnished with Beskar armor plates that she used during her final confrontation with her twin. Though the iron was pretty much impervious, Jedi Grandmaster Luke Skywalker had taught his niece how to perceive the faint flaws left in Beskar, as early as the forging phase, and how to exploit those tiny imperfections with the Force to completely shatter the armor. This kind of reminds me of Mace Windu's iconic Force ability called Shatterpoint, where he would see the world in different panes of glass, and could see the weak points of different objects, enemies, whatever it is. So essentially, Beskar ore is Star Wars' equivalent to Wakanda's vibranium, an incredible, useful, and powerful metal that I can't help but wonder how such a resource might have changed the relationship between Palpatine and Darth Vader if the Sith apprentice's armor had been entirely composed of that wondrous material instead of Durasteel. I mean, a lightsaber-proof Darth Vader? But of course, Palpatine never wanted this. He gave Vader the worst robotics and technology that he could because he wanted Vader to suffer for his defeat from Obi-Wan and in losing Palpatine, the prodigal chosen one at his full power. Because as we all know, once Anakin lost to Obi-Wan, he lost three of his limbs, including the one that he had already lost, so four limbs, which severed his connection to the Force entirely, and as George Lucas stated, he was only 80% at maximum power in comparison to Palpatine. Which, if he had never lost to Obi-Wan or never lost his limbs, he would have been far greater 
in power compared to Palpatine. So, I hope you enjoyed today's video about Beskar's origins and history, and also the Great Purge, as to what I believe will also become canon, or at least a similar variant of it. Also, make sure you check out yesterday's video, which covered George Lucas's original script for his Underworld series, which was supposed to take place in Coruscant. And it was supposed to be like this Underworld show about all the darker parts of Star Wars. So, you know, like Palpatine's backstory, which revealed something really interesting regarding it. I want you guys to go check it out if you haven't already. And if you have, also let me know what you think about it. As well as we were supposed to get lots of Boba Fett in there as well. So seeing as how George was involved with the Mandalorian, it kind of makes me wonder or think, or at least hope, that he had a big say in where the show goes and hopefully for more seasons and episodes, what planets we might visit and even what characters. Leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And until we see each other in the next one, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Now,